Hey everyone, I'm Sheree. And I'm Han. You're listening to It Just Got Real. So Han, how are you doing today in another episode as the world turns or doesn't? Yeah, I mean, this year has just felt so slow and sluggish. Like, it's been so hard to move forward. And especially right now, where I'm recording from in LA, we're going through this, like, intense heat wave that's just put, like, a blanket of slowness on top of everything that was already slow. I mean, it definitely has, like, Groundhog Day vibes. I feel like the whole 2020 is, like, one big-ass Groundhog's Day. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So in the middle of this uh, pandemic, I, like many other people, have decided to pursue something I've wanted for a long time, which is to have a dog. Okay. So I'm currently fostering a little Pom G that I'm probably going to adopt, though I'm having like small freakouts about that right now. This was the crazy adoption though, like where you were like in competition with other people. I know. (laughs) And then I got the dog and now I'm like, oh my God, this is going to change my life. But so... I get the dog and I immediately am like, oh my God, you're so cute. And it's actually like very chill and house trained and like awesome dog, a little bit anxious rescue, but doesn't really know any commands yet. And so immediately I'm like, oh, we need to train you. Like we're going to teach you how to sit and how to stay and like how to, Mm -hmm. you know, do all the things. Also, I want to like put good boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to sleep in your bed. I'm going to sleep in my bed. Like you can't bark when people walk past the window. And Pomeranians are smart. So, like, you know, this dog has the capacity to learn this stuff. Mm -hmm. But he's also part Chihuahua, just FYI. (laughs) And they are psychopaths because I have one. Just saying. Like, there might be an offset there. Chihuahuas have the capacity to be chill. I've known some chill Chihuahuas, but they also have the capacity to be psychopaths. So I'm, like, trying to be a good dog owner and, like, do all these things immediately. And my sister, who also has a rescue and is, like, an amazing understander of dogs sends me this podcast that's like so you got a rescue you need to chill the fuck out you need to like stop trying to do everything at once and you need to just slow down because this animal is going through a huge adjustment yeah and it's gonna take like minimum three weeks for this animal to adjust to its new surroundings Mm. and we're not even talking about whatever it's been through before it came to you so Mm. just slow down stop like taking it to the park and showing it to all your friends and like you know, showing him to people and like mm. trying to teach him things and do all this stuff, just like patience. Mm. And that was like this moment where it just hit me that there is literally nothing that I can do to speed this up. And that's also like probably feels like your whole life right now. <laughs> exactly. So here I am in the middle of a pandemic that I wish was over faster, trying to do all these things during it. Like I've been doing this like workout routine for the last few months now. And I'm like slowly seeing changes, but I'm like, I want it to be faster. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm grinding on this startup and I'm trying to make big changes there. And like, I want that to be faster too. And I want to see the outcomes faster. And like, like this animal, this little palm like things are going to adjust at their own pace. And there's really not much that I can do about it. And that is like the big theme of 2020 for me, I realized has been learning patience. Absolutely. I was reading um, this tweet the other day and she was basically saying like, hey guys, just FYI, 
we're all living through like an actual pandemic. So it's probably why you can't get anything done. It's probably why, like, I've been really hard on myself. Mm, Me too. On a bunch of things, like getting through, like, although we're still in it. Like, so even saying getting through COVID feels kind of silly because, like, we're still in COVID. Totally. It hasn't gone away. Just because we want it to. Like, it just doesn't work (laughs) like that. And so I guess my company even still existing as a travel company and, like... Yeah, is an achievement. Is an achievement. And meanwhile, I'm like, why didn't you turn it around and launch a new business? And, like, that's legit the thing. Or I'm like... Well, maybe if we start marketing, like it's this idea that we can make something go faster or that it should. Yeah. I mean, some of this, I think I was also listening to the NFX podcast today, which I really love, but it does kind of stress me out listening to it. It just rambles at a really fast pace. It's like this kind of like stressful music in the background. I'm always kind of like, I should be doing more. I should be answering more emails. Oh my God, I need to like go change my pick check right now after listening to this podcast. (laughs) It's like totally stresses me out, but they also have a really lot of good advice. I really wish if anyone from NFX is listening that you could dispense that advice in like a less stressful format. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with just like slowing down a little bit and like calm tones, like here's how you can pitch better instead of like you need this and this. And if you think you were pitching the same way in March that you are now, like you're doing it all wrong. You need to like, oh, it was, God. it's kind of a lot. But I think some of it listening to it is I talking to investors all the time, there's a lot of like, so when are you going to get there? When are you going to hit that KPI? When are you going to get to this? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to be at your A? And there's no patience Mm -hmm. at all for the messy middle, for Mm -hmm. the adjustment period, for Mm -hmm. how long things take. The world is just full of these stories that are like, and then they became billionaires. And like, it's not like that. No one ever reports on the middle part of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. you raise money, super exciting. And like, oh, now the next big thing is happening. And it's like, I can't give this dog KPIs for <laughs> September, you know? <laughs> Please don't like, give part the dog of me wants OKRs. To. I'm like, we're going to have walk OKRs. And this day we're going to practice that. And like, and then I was like, what are you doing? This is just not going to work. I grew up with like lots of younger sisters and helped raise them. Like I know that kids, like dogs develop at the pace they're going to develop at. And I have no visibility into what this animal's past was and what he might be dealing with right now. So yeah, it was just this like big moment of like realizing like I can optimize for these things. I can stay focused. I can be diligent about my workouts. I can make sure that my company is hitting our KPIs. I can like help this dog on its journey to becoming better behaved, but I can't rush it. You can't. And I think the other thing is, I think a lot of times people confuse the idea of patience with doing nothing. And Mm. patience is not about sitting on your hands. No, not at all. It's doing and being active, but not letting timelines dictate your sense of accomplishment or forward progression. Patience is resilience. So I got kind of interested in it after this hit me because if you haven't realized by now, I am not a patient person. It is probably like one of my weakest points as a Mm. human being. I am not patient. I Mm. never have been. It's always been something that's been really challenging for me. It just does not come naturally. I really have to work on patience. And as I've gotten older, I've mellowed out and I have learned to become more patient, but it is still not 
my strong suit. I'm like, why wasn't that done yesterday? Mm -hmm. Where was this an hour ago? Like, how come this is taking two weeks long? (laughs) Like, I'm not a patient person. So for me to have this realization, I, I looked it up and I was like, you know, let's just dig into this a bit more. Like, how do you develop better patience? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a very curious person. And I think being a founder, a lot of our lives, it's like Googling things like, Your whole how life. do I have better patience? One big Google. And it broke patients down, like a couple articles I read, broke patients down into like different types of patients. Mm. And one type of patients, they were like life patients, which is just like basically getting on with your life when you really want or need a particular outcome that you cannot mm. change. I like that. And I was like, oh my God, that's me all the time. Like I always, there's a thing I want. There's a goal I'm trying to get to. And in the meantime, staying present and like not wrapping myself up around that goal that I really want to have is really hard for me. Like super hard. And the way that they described it in this article about life, and I'm paraphrasing, is that life patience, like the pace at which life unfolds and when things happen to you in life, whether it's like that new job you really want or like the partner you're yearning for or the dog that you really wanted to rescue in a very competitive setting. <laughs> it's uh it's resilience is what they called it. That and is, like I've that never heard resilience resilience is grit, right? That's the yeah. opposite of sitting on your hands. That's yeah. the opposite of like sitting around and waiting for something to happen. It's actually moving forward while in the background there's this like confusion about whether an outcome is going to happen. And a bit yet. of a wait. Yeah, and a bit of a wait. And like understanding that the wait is not always bad. Sometimes the wait is creating divine timing for you. Well, actually, the article, it's funny you should say that, went on to say that there's been all these psychological studies about how waiting actually increases happiness. Mm. Because when we have to wait for things, we appreciate them more when we get them. And one of the like ways that they said you can like learn patience is just by making yourself wait for things a little bit. Like wait five minutes before you eat that chocolate chip cookie you really want to eat or something like that. And I was like, oh, that sounds so annoying. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I can see how doing tiny little things like that could add up to having greater patience overall. I'm laughing because this morning my (laughs) friend showed me this meme. It wasn't really a meme. It was kind of like a TikTok or what, but... The woman was talking about, like, don't ask me about how many people I've had sex with. She was like, don't ask me that question. She was like, I've been doing (laughs) this before you and well. And she was like, you better take this practice. And she was saying, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, Um, you have to wait three months. I'm not doing it. If I want to do it now, I'm doing it now. And so I'm just laughing. And I'm like, I hope this whole patience thing doesn't also apply to that. But I think it kind of (laughs) does. I mean, I think that's like kind of the whole psychology of like, yeah, not giving it up early because of this whole psychology of like waiting. Probably. I think that's like actually legit it as um, counter feminist as it seems. Yeah. It's I mean, that's also very not me. But as I was, um, <laughs> that's why I'm like, ooh, does that, that's not for that's this podcast. Um, nope, not for this podcast. <laughs> so as I was digging around on the internet, I found this really funny quote that I'm going to share by this really interesting, like, business person and humorist that I'd never heard of before, Arnold Glasgow, and he said, "The key to everything is patience. You get the chicken by hatching the egg, 
not by smashing it open. I love that. And I was like, I need that on my fridge. I need a fridge magnet of that. It's so accurate. Like when you really it's so think about accurate. it. It's so accurate. Because when you smash the egg, you just get a mess. Yeah, you're getting no chicken when you do Mm -hmm. that. Maybe you'll get eggs at best. But that wasn't the point. It's not the point. And um, yeah, on Friday night, as I was like closing down the week at work, I was texting with one of our advisors about a situation that I'm working on right now. And he was just texting me like, In this kind of scenario, Hannah, like patience truly is a virtue. Just don't do anything because in a lot of business scenarios, you have to present yourself as confident and positive and a little bit cool, right? Like it's, it's kind of like going on a date and not being like, oh my God, I'm so excited about you. Like you have to be kind of you know, you have to play it a little bit cool. And if you come across as looking to curious or too needy or too like you want something, then the chances of you getting it are probably actually going to be less in deal making. Like you need to let people come to you. It's a fine line, right? Like obviously you want to follow up with people in deal making too. You want to make sure that you're like available to their questions and their follow-up questions for whatever meetings they need to have with like their team and stuff. But you can't be like too aggressive on it. There's a fine line between patience and persistence. Yes, that's what it is. A very fine line. And sometimes it's really hard to navigate. Like, am I doing the right thing? And so this is what we were texting about. And he was just like, patience truly is a virtue. And I was just like, oh shit, this is not my virtue. Oh God. (laughs) I think it's also like pushing it further. I do think like, I'm definitely team persistence in a very specific way. But I also am a strong believer in magnetism. And it's also like one of the things that fortifies me when I find myself looking left and right in my journey as a founder. When I get into like the comparison or like the like, why is this person and not me sort of monster tries to rear its head? Patience is definitely the thing I sort of fall back on. And I'm like, look, do the work, keep doing the work. What's supposed to come for you will come for you. And I think patience is like a big part of that, knowing that like you can't rush anything and you kind of have to just do it. And it doesn't mean you're not working hard or gunning for it, but it does mean that like, to me, patience is also sort of synonymous with like a peace in oneself. Because I think that's when you're okay with allowing things to unfold as they should versus thinking you can, like, force them. And again, this is like me, the New Yorker, who my son calls Black Karen. That's for another episode. (laughs) And, like, does a (laughs) whole impersonation of, like, mom calls the bank. I'm changing banks. You people, let me speak to your manager. Trace does this whole thing. And it's, it's a whole other episode. But anyway... I say all that to say, for me... Oh, my God. We need to talk about that next it's week. It's actually pretty funny. Like, it's probably one of the funniest. <laughs> he could do a stand-up with this Black Karen thing. Um, <laughs> like, he even saved me in his phone as mom, parentheses, Black Karen. And I'm just like, first of all, the thing with Karen, you have it so distorted, like, into what you think it is and how it's being used. Yeah, but it's not what it is. It's but, also okay. really funny. But anyway, back to my point about patience. So I am a person that, like, doesn't have a ton of it. 
I mean, even the Vogue article that came out. So for our yeah, listeners. Yeah, it was amazing. I Congratulations. wrote an op-ed. Thank you. I can't even, like, I'm still shook. Like, so I wrote an op-ed, which is like, I'm really trying to write more and like gear myself up maybe to like write a book. But I got this opportunity to write an op-ed in Vogue. And I remember when all of this stuff started happening, there was like this article that came out and it was like all these different founders and like people in like black travel like banded together to form like a thing and it was like all over the news and I was like damn nobody even like asked me for a quote or like an opinion or like to join the movement or to help and I was like having this like stupid why wasn't I kind of moment and I really had to be like first of all heads down get this stuff your work done And I just was like, you know what? The things that are for you are going to be for you. And like, you just need to be patient and keep working. Mm -hmm. And so then this thing comes and I'm like, writing a whole ass op-ed is way more what I would want to do than just like lend one sentence to like a lot. You know what I mean? So it was like really understanding that and using that time that I'm waiting and being patient to just kind of do the work is something I found to be probably one of those, like, talk about optimization, leaning into being patient and understanding, like, how powerful patience can be is, like, true, like, optimization, I think. Yeah. If you can fine-tune yourself in that way. It really is. Which I know you can. So, patience, everyone. 2020 is teaching us patience. Girl. Whether we like it or not, there is no choice. Absolutely. You know what's crazy? Patience actually ties really nicely into my record scratch moment. So in Martha's Vineyard, Mm -hmm. riding bikes with my friends, riding to a farm as one does. And a friend of mine, she was kind of leading the pack on the bikes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we needed to cross the street. And, you know, things are moving at a slower pace. Like people are on island town up here. So we're kind of far behind her. And I can tell she, like, wants to get there because we're all really hungry. But we were, like, pretty far behind her. So she stops. She breaks and literally a car across the street from us guns it down, like, their driveway at, like, 40-plus miles per hour. Screeches down their driveway across the two-lane highway. Whoa. Literally grazes past my friend who was ahead and had just stopped randomly. Like, had just stopped and was like, let me wait for them to catch up. Like, if she hadn't stopped. Stop. Holy shit. Oh, it would have been a mess. We were seconds away from an absolute disaster. The car blasts through the fencing, goes down into ravine, still going at full speed, and ends up in a pond bed that if this had been a month earlier, would have been completely filled with water like a lake. Oh, my God. So the reason I say it ties in, I mean, one, it was just wild. But it's like... If Shikwe was in a rush, then yeah. it would have just been a different scenario. You know what I mean? Like the outcome would have been mm-hmm. really wild. But while it was traumatic and we definitely were like shook at the end, one mm-hmm. thing that was really cool was that a lot of the conversation right now was like, oh, when are white people going to get fatigued with talking about Black Lives Matter, et cetera, et cetera? Is it for show? Is it a trend? We had had Mm -hmm. a conversation a couple of days ago about like 
being in Martha's Vineyard and seeing so many like end racism, Black Lives Matter signs and being like, mm-hmm. but who are they talking to? Like, is each other like we had been having like a little debate about it. I think that's a valid and fascinating conversation to be having right now. I've been seeing this, too. I mean, it's just yeah. really interesting. I mean, the criticism versus like and the like, oh, they don't mean it and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, the neighbor of the woman who almost hit us, he comes out and he's like, she's a little off. I watched this whole thing. He's like, you're an Egerton. So like, I doubt you have anything to worry about, but I'm going to stand with you until the police mm. are done. And like mm. a couple of other people who have pulled over were like all making sure we were okay. But when they knew they needed to call the police, it was like this unspoken sort of solidarity where they wanted to let us know, like, we're going to stay with you guys and like make sure you're good. And it was like one of those things that was like, you know, we might be criticizing people for doing what we think is like passive support. But like for me, that moment where those people were like, we know that this could go left, even though it absolutely shouldn't. So we're just going to stay here. Like, I really appreciated it. Like, I was like, this is such a dope show of, like, protection. And it was just, it was awesome. It was very cool. So that's my moment. Oh, that's nice. I mean, terrifying. Holy shit, what a story. What happened to the woman in the car? Was she in one piece? She was, but it was kind of crazy. Like, she was definitely out of it and in shock. I would have been too. She had some cuts, like, on her legs. But for the most part, she she was was fine. Damn. I'm so glad that your friend stopped. Wow. This would have been a very different day. Very, 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 very different. So... Patience. Literally. Patience. Yeah. Patience. Speaking of patience, another thing is that we can't get to November any faster than the calendar will take us there. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And I'm just so sad because I have a strong feeling we're not going to know anything in November about who actually won. Yeah. Which is scary. I just, I wish we could just skip to the end of 2020 now. I'm like, can we be, can it be like December 28th? And no, it the fall is going to happen and the days will go by at the time that they go by at mm-hmm. and eventually we will find ourselves there. But like as much as all of us would like to skip to the end right now and see how this turns out. Yeah. That's not going to be the case. Yeah. But in the meantime, I know you had another record scratch moment to comment on, right? Just Donald Trump trumping. I mean, we don't have to go super in deal to it, but Trump is going to trump. And so he just defunding federal anti-racism training. Where they do that at? Like, he makes absolutely no sense. And is also threatening teachers and school districts who implement the syllabus and sort of coursework from the 1619 Project. He's basically Mm. threatening to pull school funding from them. Wild. Wow. Wild. Wow. So anyway, those are my record scratch. Let's lighten this up with some culture. Well, speaking of voting, I actually was really heartened to see some news this week. So a newsletter that I read, which I love, called High Tea, is all about Gen Z. And there's kind of a lot going on right now because in in voting land, because since the last American election happened, 
a lot of Gen Z voters are eligible now. There's like 24 million new people in the U.S. that are going to be able to vote in this election. So mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. Um, it's really a demographic shift, like big yeah. time. And so right now what's happening is like a lot of celebrities, including Cardi B and many other TikTok stars, are just trying to activate their audiences to say, go register, go get registered mm-hmm. to vote. Mm-hmm. It's not a political agenda one way or the other, for the most part, from what I've seen. It's just like, go do your civic duty, right. like, use your right democratic right, for. put a ballot in the box, right. like, just do this thing. <laughs> we can't have voter apathy this year with young people. And Rock the D- Vote as well has been doing this on TikTok as well. And I think they've signed up like almost 2,000 people now, which is cool. Yeah. And you can check out a lot of this stuff on the at Vote Sounds account on TikTok, which is really interesting. So it's mm. like how people are remixing and making videos by using like celebrity shout outs and stuff like that about getting registered. That's I just think it's really interesting and really refreshing and like, It's also really complicated in a time when we've seen social media being used before for swaying Mm -hmm. people politically. And of course, right now at the moment, like TikTok is getting sold probably because the president doesn't want it to be a Chinese company Mm -hmm. to be used for swaying the election. But here you've got these like just dope kids that are trying to spread the message to just get registered. And I'm like, man, the kids are going to be all right. They are. (laughs) I really think they are. I think they're going to be better than we think they will be. Absolutely. Like, they know what's up. Yeah. So does Jimmy Fallon. So my other culture moment, my culture moment, both of them are in music. The first is that um, Tiwa Savage, a Nigerian artist that I absolutely adore, was on Jimmy Fallon tonight, and she crushed it. So super quick shout out to her. I think it's super dope to see... Afrobeats artist, I think Burner Boy came before her on Jimmy Fallon, but getting like prime time showing when mm-hmm. most of their catalogs are literally on the African continent. Yeah. So I think that's dope. And then I think that's amazing. Next up, Coachella, right? <laughs> well, I mean, WizKid was supposed yeah. to perform at Coachella two years ago. Wasn't when Burner I went. Boy at Coachella? A couple I years think ago? last year. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. So I don't know. I think it's pretty dope that like the Afrobeats takeover continues and is like making it to even like mainstream America. Like I'm pretty excited about that. It's amazing. I'm excited too. Yeah. And then other culture moment is definitely Usher's Vegas residency. (laughs) That's so Usher. (laughs) It kind of is. But it's like... Like, it just makes me think of Celine Dion and I'm like, he better be wearing leopard print up there. But is Usher like... I was talking to a friend about the Versus series on Instagram Mm -hmm. and um, Monica and Brandy just did theirs. So I guess that's like another culture moment. Like (laughs) it was Monica versus Brandy. And it was really interesting to see like their two personalities at this stage in their lives. But we've been trying to think about who they could pair Usher with to do a Versus. And we were drawing a blank. I'm actually, I'm going to have to think about that. I can't. If you guys listening know who Usher should do a Versus with, tweet us so we can retweet and get some visibility on it because I've been drawing a blank outside of like maybe Chris Brown, but they're not the same generation. No. So I don't know. I would love to hear from the folks, the homies listening, like who do you think Usher should be paired with or should he wear leopard print during his Vegas residency and focus on that? Or maybe both. Or maybe both. It could be both and for sure. <laughs> could definitely be both and. Well done, Han. Well done. <laughs> could definitely be both and. I feel like knowing Usher it would be, like specifically. 
Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Of course. I mean, he's doing like a Vegas residency. It's Vegas. You have to do the most all the time. That's the only way to do it. That's you probably need, like, two leopard print suits, maybe even three, I think, actually. I'm here for them. I want to see them. I love Usher. <laughs> so there's that. But Well, let's wrap it up. Yeah. I think we've got a few key takeaways from this week's moment, which the first one is just, like, I wish that I had... I shouldn't say learned because I'm still learning, but I wish that I'd realized this sooner. Like, you know, there's just some moments in life where you're Mm. like, "Ah, I wish I realized this sooner because it's never like the hardship of life, the things we want, being out of reach, Mm -hmm. having to wait for them, having to put in the work, seeing other people get them before you do, having to stay focused. Like, that's just life. It really is. We better learn it. We have to learn this patience because not having it is probably just going to lead to a lot of frustration, which Mm. kind of brings me to my second point, which is that I think it's actually harder than ever now because we live in such an instant gratification culture. And like as a product designer, I'm thinking all the time about how do you create a feedback loop? How do you give someone instant gratification? Like after they tap this button, then you give them this thing Mm. and then you challenge them and you give them a reward and everything's game theory. And come on, you got to like keep Mm -hmm. their attention in three seconds or they're going to like X out of your app and delete it. And it's like, my whole brain is wired like that. And that's <laughs> but, just not life. And that's not it life. It's not life Mm-mm. at all. And I think it's really challenging now because we're like, as millennials, we grew up with all of this instant gratification stuff. And yeah. like, P.S. That's not how it works in the real world. At and all. 2020 is like kicking our asses right now. Handing it to that. us after it's done. <laughs> And the last one is that, like, we can optimize. We can do lots of little things to get us towards our goals. Mm -hmm. We can be prepared. I think being prepared is, like, a really huge one for this kind of stuff for when things finally come. Like, there's a lot of things that we can optimize, but we just can't rush them. I love that. I think as a culture, like, we've been put into this place where we think everything is a rush. And I think Mm -hmm. acknowledging the beauty that can come when... I think I've said this before on the on the show, like this idea of creative real estate. And like, as you're being patient, why not use that as an opportunity to be still and see yeah. what you can hear? And be present mm-hmm. instead of like worrying about being anxious about the thing that's going to come next, wishing the present away so that you can have the future. You can be the future and create it with what you have like right now. You just might have to wait for it a little bit. Facts. But they say, All I right. mean corny quote all good things come to those who wait or something like that right these corny quotes come from somewhere yeah or as i would like to now appropriate going forward you get the chicken by hatching the egg not smashing it open (laughs) i'm still i'm still i love that i still love that i I still love that i love it well that's a wrap thanks for listening everyone and if you have any ideas about who ushers versus is or want to tell us anything else about the show please hop into the socials and leave us a message at got real pod in instagram or twitter and we will be back next thursday bye y'all